0: Welcome everybody to Critical Conversations episode number
1: 21. One.
0: Yeah, it's 21. It's a nice, it's a nice number.
1: It's a good number. I like
0: 21.
1: We can legally drink now. <laughs> As a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we should do an alcohol tier list someday. List?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm down. <laughs> rank rank some drinks or some beers or something. That'd be fun. We're due for okay. a fun episode.
1: Yes. That's I was I was talking about that earlier. I was like, yeah, it's time for, yeah. time for a fun one. Yes.
0: But not not a not to say today won't be fun, because today we're talking about the Texas snowpocalypse. energy crisis, snow apocalypse. Jared's a survivor; I'm an observer. So you're going to hear yes. from from two different uh, perspectives today. I'm safe in Virginia. I'm, I'm yes. in the far north. I was like,
1: you're in the north, and you you've been fine. Like, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, so yeah, we obviously it's been a busy week. You guys, I'm sure have all heard about it. But we wanted to sit down and talk about what happened because, yeah. as soon as it started happening, I was like, hearing all of this stuff, like, "Oh, it's the wind turbines." "Oh, it's not the wind turbines." "Oh, it's yeah. actually Biden administration's throttling the power." And <laughs> I think AOC was like, "This is why we need the Green New Deal." So, yep, she tweeted right that off, out. For sure. yep. I was like, "This is what this show is built for. Well, let's actually figure out what happened, or at least do our best. Right. We're never going to be able to figure it out from our armchairs, but." We gotta give it right our best, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. That's it's cool. worth looking into these kinds of things to yeah. understand what happened. So
0: yeah. So before we get into that, let's uh talk about some news. Oh, I, I forgot to say I usually say this real quick. If you're this is your first time to the show, my name is Sam Castles, my co-host Jared Bessie. And yeah, sort of talked about it right here. It's topics like this where uh, the world is getting confusing. We're hearing a lot of talking points, and this show is kind of built to sit down and really figure out what happened and uh, yeah. kind of understand where all these sites are coming from. So yeah, that's the goal today with the Texas crisis, climate, climate crisis. Climate crisis, uh, energy crisis. Energy crisis. No apocalypse. A lot of names.
1: So. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's jump into some news. I've got some news. Our fav- Everyone's favorite Donald Trump is back in the news this week. <laughs> uh, you know, we can't get a couple weeks without talking about him. So uh, he's been pretty quiet since... Uh, leaving office, obviously he has no social media, so that keeps him out right. of the news a little bit. Uh, but he kind of soared back with a vengeance uh, and released a letter about Mitch McConnell, and it is fiery. I don't know who writes his stuff anymore, because, but like it is just straight up savage. I mean, the first few sentences are the first sentence is can never Republican Party can never be represented or strong be strong with political leaders in quotes like Mitch McConnell at its helm. He's literally the leader, but it's fine. Uh, and then McConnell's dedication to business as usual status quo politics together with his lack of political insight, wisdom, skill, and personality has driven him from majority leader to minor- minority leader and it will only get worse. Anyway, it just goes on to completely arrest him for two wow. days. Um, Mitch is a dour, sullen, and unsmiling political hack. And if Republican senators are going to stay with him, they will not win again. Anyway. He's got all the Trump spirit, but the verbose of a much more mature writer. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Anyway, so who knows what Trump's up to? Um, But yeah, it's... Yeah,
0: wild. I feel like we're just robbed once he got kicked off Twitter. Like, what would he have said leaving office? I mean, what would the tweets have been like would it have changed? Would he be tweeting like he's still in charge? Would be like this is good, this is bad, or would he be like
1: when yeah, just pretended today didn't happen like he's still in office? That would be hilarious. He just pretends he's yeah. I don't yeah. Know.
0: Would he just have slammed just spent every day slamming Biden and I I don't know.
1: But apparently he's been really hard to reach. And I was reading this afternoon about like the fact that he's been like on a golf course and like if you want to try to get to see him, you have to be like thoroughly vetted and like he's only seen like a few people, super close friends, family yeah um but i think he's coming back so he's got a uh, first public appearance coming up soon right
0: yes so he's actually speaking at cpac uh if you haven't heard of cpac i i actually don't know what the acronym stands for off the top of my head but it's basically a conservative uh conference i know that one of the p's and c's both p's conservative wait let me figure out conservative Conservative
1: political Political action 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 conference 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 or committee Conference.
0: Yeah. I think it's conference. it's conference. Anyway, it's, uh, happens every year. I want to say, yep. uh, and it's, it's sort of a, a big GOP event where they talk, they hear from basically all of the prominent conservative speakers and influencers and politicians, leaders. Right. And it's, it's definitely, uh, sort of sets the tone for a lot of policy decisions
1: and, uh, campaign directions um wasn't that exciting that trump's gonna be back there yeah it's great yeah well
0: i mean i think to me it was like okay hey he's still part of the team for in the gop's eyes and uh Fair. he's gonna i mean he's gonna be the headliner even if he's i'm not sure if he is on the actual schedule or whatever but right he'll be the what
1: everyone's talking about yeah yeah
0: especially like we said without twitter it's been a little bit harder no public appearances um so that'll be interesting We've obviously been hearing about 2024 runs and. Um,
1: yeah, who knows? So,
0: just what kind of role will he play? I think we're actually going to see some clarity on that when he speaks at the event.
1: Yeah, that's um, going to be February 25th. So, just a couple days away. A couple days so.
0: away. Yeah. Next episode, we'll probably be able to summarize some of that then.
1: Yes, for sure. Um, other people in the news. So, kind of going back to the Texas stuff. Ted Cruz was in the news, as he is a lot these days, it feels like. Um, he was caught by fellow passengers on airplanes leaving Texas, going to Cancun in the middle of the snowpocalypse, which is really great when people are dying and you're one of the main faces of uh, your state and just to be leaving to go on vacation. Um, so anyway, not a great look.
0: Yes, I think the argument
1: was... They had already booked this vacation way before. Right. And it yep. just
0: Happened to fall in where everyone had power outages, and since there was nothing to do to fix it, might as well
1: take the vacation. But yeah, I'm totally. Which I f- can see that logic in a, like just for a random person, like it's like yeah, sure, like go okay, okay, yes, whatever. But uh, when you're one of the main faces, like that's when you cancel your trip, and you're like, okay, I'll do that in two months. Like, yeah, I need to be here for this, just to at least say that I'm there helping people. Yes. Yeah, it's the optics are
0: terrible. Um. Yep it's uh, this kind of tragedy hits the, the poorest and yeah. um, just most uh, needy among us, the hardest. And so for you to be taking a vacation to Cancun
1: of all places. I know, which is like the most, you know, warm.
0: It, it's just, there's like layers of irony. <laughs> uh, so yeah, unfortunate for Ted, but um, you know, bad decisions. You, you get to deal with the consequences of that. Yep. Uh, you, you, you just lose that deposit. So let your uncle go. Like, I don't know, figure out a way to <laughs> make yeah. your money count. Like, <laughs> exactly. I'm sorry, I'm not buying it.
1: <laughs> yep, yep. Um, Yeah. Uh, However, other, yeah, other main politician in the news, which was depending on which news sources you cover was covered more <laughs> or less than um, the Ted Cruz scandal was we got more details about Cuomo's um, decisions in New York during covid um, basically there was accusations of this throughout COVID, especially if you follow cons- more conservative news sources, this was kind of co- constantly brought up. Um, but basically Cu- Cuomo governor of New York had this policy where it was basically really bad on nursing home residents and caused a lot of nursing home residents to die and, and f- basically fudged the numbers of how many actually died from nursing homes versus died in hospitals. Um, and so this was kind of a big scandal that broke, or that was like people talked about, but Cuomo was kind of lauded as this throughout this whole process as being great. He won an Emmy. he you know was just kind of the held up The
0: rating was through the roof
1: yeah the nation was
0: watching his daily updates, like yep. he was the president like that was kind of the media's like yeah fear. he was the
1: he was the opposite of what Trump is doing. Trump is doing all yes. nothing, and Cuomo is doing all these great things. Yeah, so the right would
0: say, oh, the media is like, it's just media bias. The left was saying, well, he's just doing a great job. Right. He's being the leader that Trump couldn't be and all of this. But yeah, well, so the actual thing was he was he basically made the decision to bring sick residents, force them to go to nursing homes. So that they yeah. wouldn't
1: be recorded as hospital deaths. And so that he could. Couch. So yes. Yeah, but that basically caused because it was early like i don't know how much of it was you know malicious it probably wasn't it was just like sure. oh i want to keep these down and they would be okay in nursing home but basically it spread in nursing home to cause more deaths yeah and, and, I think- and then what was scared what was worse was then when people asked about it his team was kind of like ah, no, I didn't we didn't do that and then <laughs> it came out that they definitely did right um so there was definitely a, a cover-up kind of yeah and i think he there. said
0: something along the lines of well we had to do this because trump would have jumped all over us and like it was sort of like somehow trump's fault still right and anyway it's been a yeah big scandal and i what you said about it depends on what news channel you watch because like obviously fox news has been covering the cuomo thing a lot fox cnn yep. has focused a lot more on the cruise vacation <laughs> right it's been oh, mentioned yeah. more times than the cuomo yeah incident. ABC. And covered- of course we know CNN has. Chris Cuomo, the anchor, who's Andrew Cuomo, the governor's brother, working for them. So,
1: like, it's kind yep. of that weird double double interest yep. there. So, anyway, that's kind yeah. of – I'm sure we'll get more on that. And there's pretty bipartisan support for, like, looking into this and investigating. Like, yes. it's not just, like, right. people on the left are like, oh, yeah, this didn't happen. They're like, ah, it looks yeah. like it actually might have. So
0: hey, I think
1: AOC, she called
0: for a full investigation. And, yeah. obviously, people on the right have been on board with that. Right. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting to see what, what comes of that. And kind of a bummer, right? You, you were like, oh, things are going well in New York. Like people were waking right. up to him. And yeah, it was all kind yeah. of sad under the wire or under the table. For sure. Um, I think that's about it for news. I mean, vaccine stuff. I think the FDA is supposed to meet for Johnson Johnson. I forgot to mention that earlier.
1: Oh yeah, that should be um, in the next couple be, days, right? Yeah, this I week think, I think when we we talked about
0: it three weeks ago. <laughs> yep. um, we're like, why are they waiting so long? But I guess the idea is they had to review all this data, so right. Theory, they'll be doing that. Um, Fauci and Biden administration are saying somewhere in the end of summer, people should be able to all have vaccines,
1: which is not that far. So not
0: that far. Case count is still plummeting like crazy. Uh, yep. So that's good news. Yeah yeah i think i think that's about it uh, we can get back to uh, the, the, yeah, texas, so, the main event
1: yeah so what a crazy week so texas which I'm, I'm assuming everyone knows like but basically the record numbers in texas of how cold it was it was so cold we walk outside and the negative like the wind chill was like negative 11 yeah or something stupid like that. I think Dallas recorded a real temperature of negative two at some point. At DFW, yeah. It was yeah. an actual negative number, which hadn't happened in forever. Yeah, it was like um, 100 years or something. Or yeah. 70. I've heard different ones, depending on where you are. Right. And it was just wild. And, like, it's a, such a bone-biting cold, too. Like, I've yeah. been to plenty of cold places and, like, and experienced negative degrees. And it's like, it can be cold, but, like, you can survive. But in Dallas, I don't, I, something about Texas cold, it's just this windy and gross. It's dry, yeah. Yeah, it's very dry and just, ugh. yeah. Anyway, it's so flat, right? The winds just rip yeah, through it you. just, Yes. You're yeah. not, it's like if you're in Michigan or in Washington state, like there's trees and mountains. It's like right. different. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, but yeah, lots of over 4 million Americans or more, 4 million Texans were without power it hit Houston, like Southern Houston, really, really bad. Yeah. Um, We were almost to a point where we lost, we went on a blackout for the whole state. Thankfully the, uh, they were able to initiate um, like on and off, like rolling Rolling blackouts. blackouts. Uh, My family was, had no power for several days and I was lucky that I never lost power. I'm right next to a hospice center and a hospital. Um, So I think our grid was prioritized, but, yeah, it was a it was a tough week for a lot of a lot of my friends and a lot of Texans. So,
0: yes, and there were some deaths I think associated. Just
1: yeah, so people there some people that slept in their cars and they froze. There's some people that brought in like stove or like brought in grills to their apartments to heat. Right, it. related stuff. Trying okay, to like stay like warm. Carbon, mean, monoxide carbon monoxide poisoning. Yep. Yep. Sad. 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 So. Yeah, just some, and I'm sure, like, I don't know what the homeless figures are, like, for the homeless, and but I know there's yes. a huge homeless community in Dallas, and that is, was probably any, really. all major cities, right? Yeah. Houston, so, Austin, yeah, Houston,
0: Austin, San Antonio. Yep. Yeah, so right. sad. Um, right, yeah, so, and and it wasn't one of these things where it was, like, one or two days. I mean, you guys were bunkered down for a week, really. It was
1: a full week, like, because we kind of had a little bit of ice, the like, a week ago Thursday and then kind of got better over the weekend and everything was fine and then Sunday hit and it was just boom ice and snow and then it basically only let up yesterday uh, and then today you guys hit like 72 or we hit seven. 76 that is unbelievable I was literally walking outside I went to a bookstore and I was wearing a jacket and then I was like walked outside I was like I'm too hot in this jacket and I took it off I was short sleeve. so Texas weather for you. It, you. Can you imagine just like a week of the worst ice ever and then like
0: a day or two later it's 76.
1: Yep. It's
0: wild. Is all the <laughs> ice melted? Is there any snow left after this? I see, I'm, yeah, surely I see, in the shade, right? I've seen
1: some and like places like driving past North Park Mall where it's piled so up. Pile, huge piles yes. of snow yep. that was still all there. Yeah, see for uh, me,
0: who, who went to school in Michigan, like this stuff is a little bit more normal. It's not like Michigan's like the coldest, coldest but... Right. Yeah, I, I remember never, the piles that just, those last way after the snow is gone.
1: <laughs> yeah, I never, like, lived in snow very much. I mean, Arkansas yeah. and Texas are not the places that get a lot of snow, so this right. was, uh, I stayed in my house all week, pretty much, and then Friday, I went out for the first time and immediately got rear-ended, so that was... Did you really? <laughs> my car's fine. It was just uh, a, little, a little bit, but yeah, Texas it was just like... people driving are so terrible. Yep. So I think my
0: only experience driving in stone, Texas was in high school. Cause like, obviously as soon as I started driving, I was it was like two or three years and moved to Michigan. I went out the one day it was snowy and I was on like Coit road, pretty small road, right. two lanes. And I'm going and I see a pizza guy trying to get on the road and he tries to stop at the stop sign to, you know, Yep. and I don't have a stop sign. So I just keep going and he just, Stops way too late and drifts out in front of me. And I had to veer like in kind of ice to not hit him. And yep. I fortunately the car didn't like fishtail or anything, but I was like, oh, this pizza guy just yeah, Texas drivers don't know killed. what to do, they so. don't. It's bad. I mean, I didn't either at the time, but now I've got more experience. But right, unbelievable. Yeah, so anyway, it was so crazy. wild, crazy week. Uh, this basically, um in texas i mean we're going to get into some of the complications but this was the worst scenario turned to 12 um right they have you know kind of like levels and the procedures of how bad it is and i think this there's this x amount of blackouts that they qualify as like extremely severe and this was like two times worse
1: well i mean pretty much the whole world was talking about texas this week like i mean biden issued a national emergency in texas there was a weather like alert for every county in Texas, which I don't know if that's ever yes. happened. Like yes. all the way to the two hundred and fifty four
0: counties were
1: in weather alert, which is which, yeah, is, that's never happened. Crazy. Anyway, so immediately as soon as it started happening, you know, we're getting these all these different opinions. And my first thought was, I mean also what's like I was what I was hearing at first was, oh, the wind turbines are freezing up because they're not built for this kind of weather in Texas. Right. And a lot of, I mean, Texas has, has been a pioneer and has used a lot of wind energy. Um, and so it was just interesting to see, okay, was this actually like, is this what happened? Yes. Um, and then throughout the week, it was kind of like, well, actually a low percentage of our, the power, it was so bad across the board everywhere that it was coming from all sources of power were right. underperforming. Um. But yeah, so and, there was just a a vast
0: yes. as soon as it started
1: happening, everyone was talking about all these different right.
0: solutions. Yep. So yeah, well, things. in one of these national that's just Everyone loves to point the finger. Yep. And especially like these instant experts, they're like, okay, well, it's it's definitely I'm gonna confirm my presence, this. It's it's <laughs> the other
1: guy. Yeah, um, I mean, it was yeah. several cent- or like congressmen tweeted that were like, This is why. Sustain or uh, your renewable energy is just garbage and we got to switch yes. back to coal and gas and it's like actually coal and gas were underperforming too right um and we're gonna talk a little bit about why that we think that is or why that happened but right.
0: yeah i think aoc tweeted something about like this is what we need the green new deal yep. um yeah i saw yeah like i said a bunch of different theories yeah but the the bottom line that everyone agreed on was this was so bad that it can't happen again right
1: right? yeah i think it costs it's going to cost like a billion dollars for all of like what it cost this week for all the infrastructure and the electricity and everything people got crazy electric bills because companies will charge based on how much like is used, as opposed to a flat rate and it just I think usually, yeah, usually
0: it's not households like usually businesses that get those, but sometimes there can be exceptions and
1: right or people sign bad, yeah, I I don't know, yeah, yeah, so right. Yeah, can you talk about a little bit? So what was something interesting and something I learned was kind of about Texas's energy independence. So I've heard that thrown around a lot, obviously because live in Texas and I didn't really know what that meant, but basically the U.S. is kind of split into these. Giant um, quadr or like energy grids that all kind of work together, and so states will right. share and like they can transfer power around. But most of Texas, not all of Texas, but most of Texas is on its own kind of power grid. Um, that's kind of what the state legislature has been working for, towards for a long time, and they, it's pretty it's pretty much self sustaining. So, which is also why when something like this happens, there's no other states to be able to pull into Texas so if it happened in Tennessee Tennessee can start pulling in from lots of other states around it as opposed to Texas where it's all centered on this one power grid and so it's hard for um, other things to get in Um, so that was just really interesting and I didn't realize yeah So in a situation like this that's what kind of can happen right Um, anyway Yeah, so
0: Texas is its own thing. There's basically like that, like you said, the East Coast, West Coast, and then Texas is all by itself. Yeah. Yeah. So I tried to do a little bit of research into like why this is the case or how did we end up here? Because yeah, I mean it's complicated, and you you definitely have to go back through the history. And um, but I think it was 1999, right, where we basically. Texas wanted to be energy independent. Like we right. have a huge supply of natural natural gas and we have oil. Yep. So the idea was, well, we're self-sufficient and we can sort of shuck the federal.
1: That's why we don't have to worry about federal regulations. Oversight.
0: All these kinds of oversights. We um, can instead try to focus on what's best for Texas. Let's try to keep our rates low. Yep. Uh, we're, We don't need the same regulations that New York has because it's a different scenario in New York. Like We need to focus on um, surviving in the heat. And it's been, yeah, a kind of pride of Texas point for a long time is we are on our own grid. And on top of that, the company that basically is assigned, so the Texas government basically assigned this company called um, ERCOT. ERCOT, which which stands stands for... Electronic electricity reliability council of Texas. Yes, ironic that it's called the reliability (laughs)
1: council
0: because it was anything but last week. Right. Yeah. So so this was appointed by the Texas government to basically manage the supply and demand, and kind of I keep hearing everyone say air traffic control, like they're sort
1: of the central planner, for lack of a better phrase. Well, they're the ones that like a Texas energy market. Right, and they're the ones that like immediately stopped like the energy and started instituting the rolling blackouts. Yes, so they're yes. kind of the ones that manage this grid or kind right. of monitor yeah. stuff.
0: So I found out they don't actually make any power or run any grids, or or they don't even really decide which places, which counties are going to get power. They just tell each like provider, each grid, or each uh, plant, or whoever is controlling for the right. actual counties this is how much you have to reduce demand by. We don't care how you do it. Right. So then so it goes, over, yeah, Yeah. so they, they're like making the top down decisions, but there's still like levels underneath and the, they don't really control the production. And um, yeah, it's wild. It's a nonprofit organization, but it is a company. Like it's not the government.
1: Right. It's not, it's not a public, it's not a public. Right. Publicly run.
0: It, but yep. there, I mean, they're, they're mandated by law to be in charge. So it's kind of one of those weird things. Okay, you're, it's not the market, but it's not the government. And we're in this weird halfway situation.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, and so they were obviously under a lot of scrutiny this last week. I mean, even Abbott said that it's time for the CEO to step down and said they have become anything but reliable, which, you know, is in their name.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, shoot. He beat me to the joke.
1: Ah, uh, Yes um but yeah so it's just this kind of yeah craziness with uh yeah they were they were not reliable this week at all (laughs) Right. Um, right yeah they so
0: um this is i think a classic classic politician game right here right they we have this problem of uh electricity how do we how do we manage this this is uh, and i'd love to you know break this down i don't think we have time to think about like okay this is one of those public we call them public goods in economics it's it's water right. it's roads it's oil like it's one of these or maybe not even oil but it's, it's one of the these oil, yeah. necessary things that require such interdependence that even the like liberty-minded folk will be like okay this is an exception We're we're maybe gonna right. let that the governments handle distributing water and sewage instead of trying to sit here and figure out just let the market work. Right. So, yeah. Okay, where was I going
1: with this? Once you, once you were in this system, where was I going with this? Thing? Like what ERCOT's trying, or like what the classic politician. Makes yes. About. Oh, yes.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Yes. Um, yeah. So
0: we're in this situation where we're like, okay, the government, you can actually do this. And then what the government does is they don't actually want to manage it. So they kick it to an agency, right? They say, okay, you're in charge. We're appointing yep. you. Yep. And then, Which is what
1: Congress does all the time for, every, right? for so many everything. Things.
0: Everything, everything. <laughs> and we say, when you do great, it's, ah, oh, look at us. We, we founded you. <laughs> we birthed you. We're the gracious politicians. And then it when shows, ERCOT
1: it fails, <laughs>
0: right. When, then when things go, you know, bottoms up and it's terrible, then all of them point the finger at ERCOT and they're like hey Democrats and Republicans agree ERCOT is to blame on this it's like (laughs) you guys put them in charge you're you're responsible (laughs) um so they're all going to take swift action and it's not the politicians fault and um I just I just think I, I see this pattern a lot it's like the perfect we I've talked about this before you establish the no bad things agency and then once the agency does uh allows a bad thing you're like oh the agency." failed but we tried we tried our best we didn't we, want bad
1: things yes exactly no it's just the classic <laughs> politician kicking the can and blaming yeah. somebody else for something they don't want to take responsibility for because they got to be elected next next turn right so <laughs> yep yep uh yeah fun wild stuff. yeah yes
0: yeah, so ERCOT
1: I don't know right, so do you have anything like, else to say about them uh not about ERCOT specifically I just want, I think we should talk a little bit about like so what actually sure caused yes like like i said so a lot of the kind of right wing oh yes kind of people were immediately pointing to this renewal these renewable energy sources uh i tried to find some numbers on like how much was actually processed from i mean because we have wind and nuclear (sighs) coal solar gas so wind is like our like our second kind of after gas so gas is kind of the main the main producer of energy, and then it's wind, and then and then coal, and 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 on. But basically, while the wind turbines did free, like did stop production, they were they went down. They only make up like eleven or so. They were using about eleven percent of the power, which is the number I've heard going around. But a lot of these, like, coal plants and gas plants and whatever don't have a lot of the, the regulations for ICE procedures that okay. they have in a lot of other states, which is the same for the wind turbines, too, because, I mean, there are wind turbines in, you know, these Scandinavian countries that stay up year-round, like, they're fine year-round. Right, year round. right. or in even states, in the northern U.S. states. Right? Yeah, northern U.S. states even, yeah. So where they can get, where they get super cold. Um, But because Texas is built for the heat and not for the cold, there's definitely was some cost cutting in um, putting in these, um, you know, these winter safety regulations um, that they thought they didn't need. And so they were never put in. Right.
0: It's kind of like the scenario where you go to for your own car to buy antifreeze to put into your car. And then they tell you, they're like, okay, well, there's three different levels you could get. This one's built for this level. This right. one's built for this level and you have your top of the line. It's going to last, it's going to work in Alaska. It's, your car needs to get to negative 30 for this to not work. And you're like, right. okay, well, I'm not buying that. Cause that yeah,
1: costs, you know, a hundred bucks instead of 15. <laughs> right.
0: So you're like, okay, I'm not doing that. I just think that's kind of what happened sort of on a global scale here. We're like, okay, well, it's never going to get that cold. And even if it does, we'll just roll back. So it'll be fine. And right. Yeah. And then we, and up. clearly
1: that was not the case. <laughs> it cost a billion dollars yes <laughs> um, so i'm curious we were talking about this little before the show is to compare this is something i didn't get a research um is to compare kind of okay what were the costs cut and how right. much it would have cost to actually weatherize all of these different right. systems versus how much we actually lost in this and obviously there's there were deaths ha- that happened and like yes, a lot of things true. and just money so it's yeah. you can't be completely quantified that right. way right but I just yeah. to see how much the numbers hold up. Yeah.
0: That is interesting. And and um I had a econ class where we basically talked about I think I think it was just called math math economics. And basically okay. you have you have things like this where you're like okay, if we weatherize everything, it's it's going to be this fixed amount of dollars, but then we right. have the possibility that it fails and then we have to pay a much larger amount. So the first thing you do is just like multiply the chance of this happening times the amount and that's your expected value. But on top of that, you have to figure out if you're risk averse or risk seeking, right? Right. So if, if you're risk averse, that's usually tends to be like individuals, like, okay, well, if I lose everything, it's terrible. But if right. it's companies like in giant insurance companies, they're more risk neutral because they're like, we have enough events happening to where we're going to win some, lose some. So right. it's okay if, if these things happen because we have so many instances. So people will pay the insurance company. It's like the exact same logic. Um, so yeah, I, I'd be curious to, as well to see what, what the analysis ended up being on that. Like,
1: Yeah, what made the weather, decisions not to put those weather yeah. and things in. And obviously looking back on it, it's like uh, what would have been a wise <laughs> a wise choice. Right. And I don't know if that was like an independent like each um, like independent factory or whatever just chose to do that or if that was an ERCOT decision or if they didn't yeah. look into it and they should have well,
0: from what I can tell is there's a lot of different power plants and companies that provide power and so a lot of people right. are are saying well the regulation didn't require them to do this so none of them did so that sounds right, to me like to save they save all yeah they money. want to save money so it seems to me like they all voluntarily
1: did the math and were like yeah we're
0: probably just fine you
1: know right. but again and inter- yeah and it's interesting to see how much blowback is going to come on to these individual power plants versus ERCOT like I feel like you know yeah everyone can point the blame at them like well oh, you didn't require right. the regulation so it's not our fault and then the politicians can point to it, it's like well you didn't you know so
0: yeah and I got a little bit into the weeds I don't know if you you looked at this at all Jared but they're these electricity markets that are managed between the power plants and, you know, how it gets to actual consumers, it's really, really complicated and... Oh gosh, yeah, I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that you could take and probably multiple, there's multiple classes and degrees and doctorates that you could do just on electricity market. And it, and I think one thing that is important for me in my like 10 minute dive into it was, um, Electricity is special because in oil or gas or coal, if supply does not match demand, like you've accidentally made too much and you don't need it, it can sit in a warehouse or in a tank. Right. Electricity can't just sit around. Like you can put it in a battery, but it's very inefficient. Right. So it's it's actually a a huge challenge to match supply and demand. And there's a ton of like, call it bureaucracy, call it just like math that goes into okay we well, have this many plants and they have to bid this much each day
1: and like because the demand is different every day if you have a cold yeah, I, day everyone needs power if that's what happened day, in texas because you, you can. Exactly. i saw i saw some of the graphs that showed the spikes of like that sunday usage. when it went up yeah. the usage just shot through the roof because there's texas they're like ah it's not that cold i just leave the heat down but then it just went crazy because everyone yes. was so cold uh, and that's when they had to immediately turn them right. out or like Institute rolling blackouts, or they would have it would have all crashed, yeah, yeah. Um, which, thank goodness all of the grid didn't go dark. that could have been yeah i I saw
0: a few things that were saying like we were like minutes and seconds away from the demand being so high that the entire grid went down, so they like you yeah. said, I think you said this they institute these blackouts to prevent systems from crashing right. and um, not being able to turn them back on because. Right. If you, have, if you get into that scenario, you can take months
1: to get ready. And then we could be looking at months without power. Yeah. Uh, and then it's it also seemed like there was issues with, depending on the grid, like ERCOT will basically be like, okay, you need to sh- turn this stuff off. And then they would, but they have to be manually turned back on. They can't be from like a control room. Or there was other ones that there's a bunch of different scenarios, depending on the power plant that took, more process to go back on so you just because they were scheduled for like a six hour rolling blackout and at two hours on it really ended up being 24 hours that's how you kind of got these true power outages for a long time right um so as far
0: as kind of sitting down and blaming renewable or not renewable i it seems to me and yeah i don't know it seems to me that both re- like the renewable wind energy i shouldn't say renewable it's not renewable it's green energy or whatever right is possible to be in the cold if you weatherize it properly and it's same with natural gas and oil like it's all about how you prepare
1: it doesn't it didn't based on the research that i did it didn't seem to match. like the energy itself wasn't the issue it was how we how we prepared, prepared for the energy um it's like buying the antifreeze if you chose to go with the cheap grade, you get cheap grade results your car doesn't start sorry (laughs) so (laughs) yeah exactly so like if that's the that was the problem right and i don't know if this was you know this is mostly on the like the energy companies that chose not to institute these policies or if this is on the texas government from not making this regulation i don't know right. but where do you think the solution lies? like what do we what do we do next do we yeah. now do we require these companies now demand or like you know the market may say okay now you have to do this or right you know yeah um,
0: yeah i mean i think it's interesting because the politicians right they're all blaming ERCOT so right what's swiftly gonna happen is they're going to be like oh, we've reprimanded ERCOT and we've required them to make sure this never happens again which is just like in my eyes it's like we established ERCOT 2 and it's gonna be (laughs) way better than ERCOT 1
1: you know right exactly
0: but um no I mean honestly I I tend to believe that okay we did get hit by a generational storm like I I do sympathize a little bit with yeah this is ridiculous it doesn't really make sense to spend so much money winterizing a system that really only wrestles with heat 99 days out of a hundred. Um, yeah. however, yeah, I think, you know, as a free market leaning guy, I would tend to right. say, well, when you start messing with the market and you do have central planners and you have all of this stuff, you have to start paying attention to who's bearing the costs of failure because, if right. these power plants, you know, if they're like, oh, you, you've given us blackouts, okay, that doesn't really hurt our bottom line that much. Right. We Consum- did the math. It turns pays. out, yeah, consumer, I'm still getting paid. Yep. Uh, in fact, when electricity gets scarce, I just raise my prices. So to me, I, I would want to look deep down into saying, hey, your consumers are paying you to provide electricity. When you stop being able to do so, we need to figure out a way to rig it up to where that hurts your bottom line so right. that your math matches what the consumer's math would be. Because, you know, you've got things that are less regulated, like gas. I mean, gas is not, it's still a ton of regulations, but you <laughs> know, like TVs or something. Like right. when, um, when your TVs stop working, your product stops working, people start switching over.
1: And ah, people, like all the LGs all of a sudden had, you know, an issue. People will be like, right. okay, I'm going to go, you know, I get this kind of TV.
0: Yeah. So in my mind, I would like to see something like that. Like, let's take a step back just because you've appointed a nonprofit. And just because you are encouraging competition does not mean that all of your market is going to be like <laughs> still a free market. It's still going to work itself out. Um, right. it, yeah. It just seems to me like a classic scenario where you have, it's kind of a market. It's like healthcare. It's like a ton of things in America. We kind of have a market and we kind of don't. And while the left and right sit there trying to pull it in their direction, you've got your, your middleman right in the middle, just taking all of the money while you figure out what to do with it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So that's wild. It is wild. I, I, you know, I've read also, I've also read a bunch of things that, you know, from more left leaning sources that are like, these are these kind of things are just going to happen more and more often. Right. With like the ice caps melting, exactly like we're going to get gonna more say. big Arctic storms over and, the next 10 years. And so yeah. it's like, okay, this, you know, I, I would, you know, I tend to agree like, okay, we we got to make sure this doesn't happen again. Right. Um, so I don't know. And I think another thing to remember
0: is uh, natural gas and oil will run out eventually. And right you know that's obviously a very like climate change uh just um energy hot topic anyways what's it going to happen when we run out do we need to be conserving more like some people think oh we'll just find more oil whatever but um something will change at some point yeah it'll have to Uh, so we have to start preparing for that too so yeah yeah for sure wild times It is
1: crazy. So we'll have to keep seeing what, yeah, what happens next. So yeah, I think at the
0: end of the day, it's, I think that's it's the simple explanation, right? We just weren't ready. No one. We we rolled the dice, and that's uh, that's what
1: happened. Yeah, and we paid for it as a result. So right,
0: you you we had years and years of potentially a little bit cheaper energy. We saved it all up, and then we got to this point, and then uh, we lost it all. <laughs> yep. yep.
1: I think that's all I got on this, though. So, I think that's it for
0: me as well. Um, I guess I got a recommendation for us.
1: Yes. Although I, I don't know if anyone noticed, I redid my bookshelves. So, buy bookshelves. That's my recommendation for the week. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. They look great. I also <laughs> think
0: look just right. Your eagle looks like he's wearing a little Russian hat.
1: <laughs> like look, with the other pillow behind <laughs> it. Yep. I uh, wanted to like
0: Photoshop a Russian hat onto legal and then send it to you, but it was way too much work. So, uh, that's funny. All right. So, my recommendation for this week uh, I tried the Zaxby's chicken sandwich a couple weeks ago. All right. Yeah. yeah. Probably two weeks ago, exactly. Um, they announced it on Super Bowl Sunday that they were rolling out their own chicken sandwich. Which if you haven't been to Zaxby's so. or
1: Right, yeah. If you haven't
0: been to Zaxby's or know what Zaxby's is, it's basically a fried chicken chain. Um,
1: Probably the most similar to Kanes, but with a larger menu. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's weird. I, I don't think we really had Zaxby's in Texas. We do now.
1: I think there are some now, but I, I first had it in Arkansas because we had one in Seattle. Yeah,
0: because growing up, so. no one talked about Zaxby's. I don't remember ever driving by Zaxby's. But I have heard like other parts of the country talk about Zaxby's. They really liked it. Um, and then in Virginia, so I lived in Michigan, obviously I have no Zaxbys in Michigan. They have nothing in Michigan. Um, <laughs> I moved to Virginia and find out, oh, we're getting Zaxbys and it's like 20 minutes away from where I live. so I've been a couple times. Um, anyway, their fried chicken chain. In the past, I've always been like, kind of met on zaxby's yeah like, i'm
1: not a huge fan like, i'd rather go to Kanes or yeah
0: like i'm from texas my fried chicken chains are serious business you can't yep. just make your chicken, chicken strips a little better than wendy's and call it a day like <laughs> yeah, you have yeah. to compete <laughs> exactly. so i they announced the chicken sandwich i was like okay i'm obviously gonna go try that uh i had a doctor's appointment like right next to zaxby's i was like this is perfect
1: very nice um,
0: so i had it and uh, I got the spicy one. I got it without pickles, and it was amazing. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, right. The bun was, like, really good. Okay. And the chicken was crispy and juicy. And like, hey, what nice. more can you ask for? I, my one slight qualm with it is you can get it spicy or regular, but the only thing that's different is you get a spicy Zaxby sauce. Uh, interesting. Like, the actual filet actual- is not chicken. spicy. Mm. whereas if you go to Chick-fil-A or Popeyes and you order a spicy one you
1: actually get a spicy fillet. Yeah, well I think at Popeyes it might be a sauce as well. It's no oh, it's, maybe it has it, a oh, sauce, like a seasoning. It has, it has a seasoning. Okay. cuz that's how their chicken strips are. They're like seasoned chicken strips.
0: Well, I and think with like the Saxby's, it's all about the sauce. So if you don't right. even if you're not like a mayo person there's just no spicy option for you because <laughs> you like the Zaxby's sauce is going to be kind of mayo ketchupy. Right. It's yeah, of yeah, it's like kind of that sauce type thing
1: so um, it was delicious I ordered I to it give it a try yeah so. I
0: would definitely recommend you go get one I ordered it to be fair at like three o'clock on a work day so no one was there because like I said it's right after my doctor's appointment uh-huh. and uh, they obviously made that one to order and handed it to me immediately so, so it was super fresh super fresh and Love I can it. vouch for it in that way I definitely remember getting sandwiches from Popeye's kind of hit or miss because Popeye's service is not going to compete with, like, Chick-fil-A.
1: <laughs> True. <laughs> Popeye's means. can take forever sometimes. So, yeah.
0: So, anyway, Saxby's uh, that's my recommendation. I also went to Cookout for the first time. Um, if Yeah, Cookout. I don't, cookout I don't is a think weird I restaurant.
1: Would... I don't think many Texans are going to know what Cookout is. I only know because yeah. Audrey, my sister, is in Mississippi. And so – Oh, do, do I... you have Cookout in Arkansas? No. Yeah, maybe in certain parts of arkansas but not in northwest arkansas
0: yeah it's a weird like i don't even know what demographic really claims cookout it's kind of a
1: like a deep south it's like a deep south thing yeah Yeah. it's not like arkansas or texas south it's like mississippi louisiana yeah kind of anyone there's one in like the southern i was in southern
0: part of virginia or not southern like uh like closer to west virginia southwest virginia and we had one there it was good i mean I think fried food. <laughs> yeah, the beauty of uh, Cookout is it's cheap, and they have a lot of diversity. So if you're a college kid, that's your jam. Yep. But if you're an adult, you're like, okay, I guess I'd go here every now and then. But, yeah,
1: like i will get a fried chicken sandwich with like three slices of bacon and cheese or yeah. <laughs> whatever yeah. it is for right. $4. <laughs> right. I, 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 you know, that's good. Yeah.
0: But uh, Zaxby's Chicken Sandwich, if you're close to one, I would definitely go get one.
1: Cool. It's Sounds It's a contender
0: good. for Popeyes, I think but I, I it's I don't know which one's quite better, I feel like you need to have another you need to have
1: another yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should we might do like chicken chicken comparisons yeah, that would be fun so okay, right. well, we I'll give an outro, yes, give me the outro. this has been critical conversations, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you learn learned something or or encouraged to do your own research on this uh crazy week in texas um we are on youtube for a video version if you want to see our beautiful faces or you can listen to us on spotify and apple podcasts and everywhere you can find podcasts we're also on facebook at critical conversations if you want to follow us on there so you get updates about the next episodes and uh everything else um yeah so thanks again for joining us and absolutely um we'll see you next week we may do another country uh i don't know so
0: yeah sounds good All right. All right.
1: Bye.